I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're listening to Chicago's number one sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. A radio.com sports station. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. The Score! Welcome back. Ian Happ. It's hard to take Ian Happ out of the lineup. This guy's swinging the bat really well. He's been a staple. He's the real deal. Happ is a switch hitter. He's got a beautiful swing. Strong. We've seen him hit some long home runs. Happ hits a high drive deep to left. Dickerson at the wall. It's gone! A go-ahead home run for Ian Happ on a 1-2 pitch. Outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. He can run. He's a very good athlete. Now he's got all the tools. Host of the Compound Podcast. The long-awaited Cam Maven interview. Your boy Cam Maven. <laughs> this is probably the first camp, the first organization that I've been a part of that literally treats you as a big leaguer. You know, they, they treat you like a professional athlete. It's a, very much a sense of, you know, you know, you guys know what you need to do to get ready, and they expect you to do it and and if something's lacking then that's it's solely on you you know i think and i think that is huge because i think uh we've all been well maybe you guys haven't but i've been through a lot of you know camps and a lot of eyewash a lot of visine on the field and i get to see happer every day you know i get yeah jay hay and happer just like two of my riz i pretty much raised riz nobody knows that <laughs> like these these guys are great these guys you know like not too many groups better than this group that i've been around and i mean that speaking of the astros you know i've got to know aj Hinch a little bit this spring, obviously. I mean, I've said it before, he's probably top five baseball minds that I've ever been around. He helped develop a winning culture, as as well as Alex Cora. Again, top five. The two guys, you know, together. I've never been around too many more guys that have a more brilliant mind than those two men, as far as making baseball moves. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi on 670 The Score. Welcome back. White Sox fans may not want to hear all that from Cameron Mabin, who lived up to expectations as a guest on the Compound Podcast, and that is the broadcaster podcast run by this man, Ian Happ, who is on Twitter at IHAP underscore one and is on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford on North Avenue in Melrose Park or at APFord.com. Hello, Ian. How are you? Good. How are you doing? We're good. I want to take you back to what happened on Thursday because the way this unfolded, you couldn't have written it any more uh, interestingly or with uh, as much sort of dramatic irony. You were on and we were trying to get the information out of you of the big news, the much teased, much anticipated big news that was coming. And you said, I can't yet. I can't yet. I can't yet. Our guest later in the show 
was Chris Rose. And Chris is an old childhood friend of mine, and uh, we were having some fun, and he casually mentioned, oh, by the way, the Compound Podcast is now part of the John Boy Media Network, and Layla and I look at each other like aghast, like, oh, my God, that's, he just broke the big news. And we thought he was speaking out of turn. As it turns out, you or someone else had tweeted it moments before. So he, take it up with Chris, but he denied you the opportunity to, to break the news on this show, on these airwaves. But it was, uh, we were worried as it was going down that he was speaking out of turn. I should have just broke it because it ended up being announced maybe 30 minutes or an hour after I got off the air. And if I just would have broke the news first, it would have been fine. I didn't know exactly when uh, the release was scheduled to go out. So I didn't want to break it by a few hours or a day, uh, but it did. It went out right before. We're so excited to be part of John Boy. Um, I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties moving the podcast around, getting it over to the new network. Uh, so uh, we released the Cam Maven episode, and then it went down on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and <laughs> nobody could really find it. But now we're back. Everything's good. Um, so any platform where you listen to podcasts, um, the compound is back. It's up. Uh, and the episode with Cam is actually the longest one we've ever done. We, we had just so much fun talking to him uh, that we, we ended up putting out an episode that was over an hour. And uh, it's a really good listen. I would recommend everybody go. Um, yeah, Cam's been around forever. He's been all over the place. He's seen a ton of baseball. And um, just his, his experience talking about his time in the league is, is really cool. Uh, the episode with Cameron Mabin, we are definitely getting into, Ian. But I just want you to know that also listeners – were messaging us on the text line and Twitter asking, did Chris Rose just break Ian Happ's news? So everybody was involved on this. We all had a lot of interest. So just know you've got a good audience and people care. Yeah, we're we're so excited about um, the audience that we have already and building it up. I think John Boy Media does such a good job in the baseball space about um, having different different podcasts, different content from all over um, the baseball world, uh, obviously Chris Rose and the Rose rotation, um, is going to be huge. Just having him on, uh, as a huge baseball personality, talking to active players. Um, and we're excited to, to be an active player podcast. that's able to kind of give that, that insight and, and kind of show it to more people around the baseball world. Now you mentioned too, and I did not know this, that as camp began, you were experiencing some uh, gastrointestinal distress. You said you lost eight pounds. Have you have you put uh, the good weight back on? Yeah, uh, it was nice, nice little reset for me. I uh, yeah, I had a couple of days, a little food poisoning there for a minute, um, which was which is never fun. Um, but yeah, I feel great. Body's awesome, back to full strength, um, and just happy that that's over with. When it comes to Cameron Maven, the episode that you guys did together, I worked with him in 2012 in San Diego, and he's just a wonderful person, as you know, but to be so candid with you and to talk about everything that he did, it's it was like being in a clubhouse and just hearing you guys talk so relaxed about not just what he's gone through, but even stuff like whether or not you knew you needed to show up to a 110 game on time. How do you describe the relationship you guys have with him? Yeah, Cam's awesome. Uh, I think from the moment that he came in, you know, obviously he has a relationship with a bunch of guys just being around for a while. Him and Riz are close. Him and Jason are really close. Um, you know, him and Rossi are close. He's just, he's been around baseball for so long. He has so much respect 
Um, but I think that was the first thing when he came into the clubhouse, just the amount of respect I had for him uh, being around for so long, being able to pick his brain about the outfield, about different organizations he's been in, his experiences, the guys he's played with, um, was really cool. And so for us to be able to build a relationship and, and get really close, both on and off the field, has been great. And um, I think that really showed in the episode just how, how free and open he was and, and how good he is about talking through his experiences uh, in the big leagues over what, 13, I think it was his 13th year? Meanwhile, you gave us the scouting report just sort of uh, on the hoof of Nico Horner. When you went to hit with him, you said he was absolutely yoked, I think was the word that you used. You talked about hitting with him and, and Ed Howard. Nico looks like he's like like emerged from from a, from a shell, like a different version of himself. He's bigger. He's got the flow going. He's got a, a confidence up there. And so far in spring, the the results are there too. Like everything's getting hit hard. Yeah, I think that's something that he's been really good at his entire career is, is putting the ball in play and finding the barrel. Um, but for him, his, his maturation process has been really about finding the position he wants to be in, going from a guy in college who used his hands a lot to using his body more and understanding that in the big leagues, ground balls are outs. Like, he has to get the ball in the air. Um, because when you're in college and you're super fast and super athletic, the way is, you can get hits on the ground if you're hitting the ball hard. You can beat out some stuff to the left side. Um, but in the big leagues, it doesn't happen. Ground balls are outs. Pull side ground balls are most definitely outs. So for him, learning that process, understanding where his swing has to be, what pitches to fire at, knowing who he is as a hitter in just 250 maybe big league at bats, like he's learned so quickly. And that's that's the other thing. People you know, get very impatient. The guy's had 250 at bats in the big leagues. like, And he's learned so quickly that, who he is as a hitter that he, he needs to be aggressive early in counts and that the more aggressive he is, the more balls he hits hard, the more pitchers will respect him and pitch around him, and that's how you get walks, not necessarily going up there looking for walks. So all of those things coming together, and uh, I think you'll see him continue to learn and mature because he's so focused on being the best baseball player he can be and, and dissecting information of what it takes that uh, he's just going to keep getting better. I think you bring up such a good point when it comes to the time it takes to mature as a hitter. If you're lucky enough to even actually see who you really are at the plate as a big leaguer, when you compare the time that it's taken for him to kind of understand that, you, of course, I would again mention Cameron Maven, who he talks about how he had an amazing debut at a very young age. How do you put that together? Because to me, it does take years. And to see Nico do it so early is pretty cool. Yeah, it takes years, it takes experience, it takes failure, um, and, and it takes being uh, stubborn with what you want to do, but also open to um, new ideas and, and how you mature as a hitter. And those things are really difficult to balance because you can't take in information from everybody. You know, you want to be a coachable player and you want to learn, but at the same time, you can't forget what makes you really good. So finding that balance is difficult and i think the other thing is you know nico's still going into this year is going to have 200 at bats at the big league level so to expect that in april at wrigley field with the wind howling in that he's going to go out and tear the world on fire it would be an unfair expectation i think he's going to be a great player i think he's going to have a great year i think he's going to continue to get better but i think the the thing to remember with every single player is that it's a process it's not linear it's going to be up and down and he's going to work his butt off and he's going to keep getting better every single day. 
but it, it, it is a process. It is such a process, 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 and staying diligent to that's so important. It, there was a, a painful aspect to the episode as well. You guys went in-depth discussing the psychology of being hit by pitches and being hit by, by ground balls and just talking about some of these bad hop stories. I, I was I was hurting. I, I felt like I was back in college again by the time I was done. I wanted to get Advil and ice because you guys were speaking about it so vividly. And when when Zach was telling the story about the, the C-flap on his helmet really saving him, I don't understand why that isn't absolutely mandatory in baseball and why why everybody just wouldn't default to wearing something like that. You had the ball that bounced up and, and hit you in the face, and I, I think you said something about how it took more time for you to recover from that psychologically than you thought. What goes into that at the big league level, and how do you how do you make sure your head is in the right place after that kind of, of trauma while doing your job? Uh, yeah, it's definitely tough. I think it's I think it's probably harder for hitters, um, just because, uh, especially if you're you know not a switch hitter and you're facing a lot of right on right or, or left on left. So, you know, where the pitcher misses is usually that up and in spot. So um, you know, guys have gone through it in their career. I think Jason got hit in the face. You know, John Carlos Stanton obviously got hit in the face. Um, you have guys. Uh, Dansby Swanson, uh, early in his career, uh, got hit in the face in the minor leagues. Like that, it happens more than people know. Um, and it is, it's a traumatizing experience. You want to stick your head in there. You want to be, um, almost diving over the plate and creating those good angles and, and really, uh, attacking the baseball. But when something like that happens, it's tough to come back from for me defensively. I felt like it was once a spring training, <laughs> spring training, uh, in the infield, I was getting popped in the head, uh, and, those bad hops, they happen. You're taking hundreds and thousands and thousands of ground balls a year. Like, you're going to get smoked. And so um, it's part of the job, but it, it, it definitely does take a toll on you mentally, and it's something that you really have to, like, the best infielders are the guys that are just so confident in their hands that they they have no problem getting their feet to hops and really being aggressive with that stuff. And I think, like, watching guys like, like Rizzo, the way he plays first base, like, he's so aggressive getting to hops and just really trusts himself. I have to ask you about this Miguel Cabrera story in the plane. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. What was your level of curiosity more, with this? Yeah, I have a lot of curiosity. I didn't get any more details <laughs> from it. Uh, maybe down the road, uh, Zach will get some more details for us. But yeah, that was a nice cliffhanger. I think everybody's kind of wondering about that one. And I also like the fact that you guys were speaking so with such jealousy over Miguel Cabrera's quality of bat and just say like, oh, yeah, well, that guy, they probably have people scouring the very middle of the tree for the hardest possible wood. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of how it worked. How much how much bat envy is there in a clubhouse still? Definitely there is. Uh, I think different guys are at the top of different companies' lists. Like, you got to think, Anthony Rizzo is going to get the hardest stuff from Marucci. And, like, Miguel Cabrera is one of the few guys swinging sandbats in the league still. Like, those things are center cut. They are probably the straightest grains on a maple bag you've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for Zach to go take a bat from that locker, and maybe we can get a picture of it or something because I want to see that thing. I love so, it. So if, if you, let's go to the opposite. If you're a rookie and you're just starting out, like maybe you're not even going to the show. Are you getting like a cedar bat? Like what's happening here? 
Yeah, there's there's always there's a kind of a joke in the clubhouse about the the bats that the team provides uh, for the minor league guys, and they're kind of like stock uh, bats that they splinter or or shatter pretty quickly. And so, like when somebody is, is kind of running low on bats and they have to go and grab one from the stock supply, and they're hitting them with an MVP, you're like, oh boy, he's got the uh, he's got the stock slugger out there. That thing might snap at any moment. So do you know where you are in the pecking order with a company based on each shipment or is there is is there an actual list or do they tell you say hey you know now you've moved up in priority or let us know more of what you want and what you don't want because if I remember correctly you you have a different bat righty and lefty right Yeah I think most companies do a really good job of of, of getting really good really hard wood but um, guys have different ways of kind of d- deciding what bats they like. A lot of guys will listen to the sound, like a higher pitch sound. Um, when you hit the bat, kind of like a tuning fork will tell you uh, if it's harder or not. Some guys are really good, like Chris Bryant, Jock Peterson, like they care a lot about the sound. For me, I'm more about the weight. Like my bats are 34 inches, 31.75 on the ounces. So if, I, if my bats are within probably 31.6 to 31.8. Like, I know that that is what I'm looking for. Like, that's something I can take into the game and swing. Once the weights start getting really far off, like, you'll get some that are 31.1 or 31 or 32.1. Those ones kind of get thrown out because the weight difference was just too far off. Yeah, I would assume it affects your bat speed pretty significantly if they're too heavy. Yeah, or if they're too light, they're not as dense. Uh, so you're getting something that's not really coming off as hot. Those are those are things that, you know, when you're talking about the milliseconds that you have to make decisions and um, to hit the ball, the difference between uh, a millisecond late or early is the difference between barrel and not barrel. So <laughs> when you get into that really fine detail of trying to perform at the highest level, uh, these are the things that we're thinking about. So did I hear correctly that you made reference to the little the, the two-minute treatise on baseball from German comedian Flula Borg talking about the pillows and the stickman, the man with the stick. Did you say you were going to wear an, an obvious shirts t-shirt that says stickman or man with stick? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get an obvious shirt coming out pretty soon that says stickman on it. We were we were thinking about all the different uh references he made. Uh, and trying to get some shirts made, maybe the uh, the men in the trench, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple of those. I think those would be pretty funny to see guys walk around the field. And I absolutely the- love the pillows idea, just because of the bags being referred to that as the best. But obvious shirts also has an Ian Hat makes me coffee shirt, and I know that's connected to your quarantine coffee too. Yeah, they've been obvious shirts has been awesome supporting us um, through the compound. And through Connect Roasters, you know, we have a couple. We have a, a, a couple Connect Roasters shirts, a Connect Roasters hat, and then obviously the podcast shirts. Um, seeing people around the ballpark wearing them now, uh, hearing people chant Parse Rum in the stands, um, the the different things that we've heard has been awesome. I delivered, uh, I don't know if you guys heard on the broadcast the other day, talking to Boog when I was mic'd up, we were talking about I delivered him and JD some coffee uh, during one of the games they had here with Marquis and um, I'm excited for them to be drinking that in the in the booth this year. I think the Marquee Network is going to have uh, the quarantine K cups uh, in the booth for for the reporters and the guys. So uh, I'm just excited that, that the city's taken to it. That the Marquee and the Cubs are on board, and um, just just happy to be sharing our message with the rest of the city. 
And we've got the hookup through the score as well. If people want some uh, Connect shipped directly to their home, you can go to connectroasters.com. And if you use the promo code 670, just 670, you can get 15% off. And you know that comedian, Flula Borg, was on the score shortly after he did that baseball thing. He was a guest on our afternoon show. The guy grew up a huge Chicago Bulls fan. And he was going like like end of roster deep talking about the the championship like second three peat Chicago Bulls. It was it was unbelievable. He's talking like you know Will Purdue, you know Bill Wennington, and it was uh, the the guy's just an absolute riot. I think he would be a great guest on the compound. He would be a hilarious like fifteen minute talking about baseball. Uh, maybe us trying to explain a few things to him. That would be a lot of fun. You should do that it seriously. Would. He's he, you can reach him through Twitter, and uh, he's he would be awesome. Yeah, he would be fantastic. I I've enjoyed him in his his profession, but the uh, the actual um, talking about baseball and and his Twitter is really funny. I'm looking he, forward to singing a song about popcorn. That's happening. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Yeah, the other thing to the, the, my takeaway from this, I had no idea when when uh, Cameron Mabin was listing uh, his family tree, I didn't know that all the Mabins were indeed related. Like Marcus Mabin, I think when he played for Louisville, I did play by play for some of his games, and he said his cousin, I know his cousin is Chris Bruton, who was a Chicago Bulls second round draft pick, who's now like he's like forty eight years old and still dunking for the Harlem Globetrotters, one of the best in game dunkers I've ever seen. And like his his the sports lineage of his family was remarkable. The Maven family tree is quite impressive. And Cam's son, I think this actually did a cut from the podcast, but Cam's son uh is a heck of a basketball player. I think he's like thirteen now maybe. Um so there's more Maven family lineage coming and and i think that you're going to see that for a long time because the athletic genes in that family are off the charts oh my goodness i remember when he was playing basketball as a four-year-old in the padres tunnel and he was it was either a bat or a basketball in his hands that and you knew then that he was a talented kiddo that makes me feel old thank you ian (laughs) yeah you're welcome i'm glad i could provide that (laughs) ian thanks as always uh good health and we'll uh, talk again next week have a good one. That's Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. I guess we're we're kind of at that point in spring training when we can just you know kind of kind of wander around with some of this stuff, and it's fun. We'll get the show started in earnest. Our Thursday Bernstein and Rahimi gets going next on the score. The boys they sit in the trench. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.